1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Halloween Week, it is. Yes, it is. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own band, Helsinki, And with me, all the way from lockdown, is the Prince of Wales, Mr. Steve Parsons.
0: Yeah, lockdown is, uh, is right. We're in complete lockdown.
1: Unbelievable. I know. Will this ever Cl- pass?
0: Club 1830 is to blame.
1: Club 1830? <laughs> What's that?
0: Yeah. That group of 18 to 30 year olds who think it doesn't apply uh-huh. to them and they're dragging us all down with them while they party on.
1: Yep. Here in Idiots! Here in Massachusetts, we get a raise. We're up to 1,000 cases a day now, which we had in wow. a-, a long time. Yep. Well, and, bizarrely, uh,
0: we don't have yeah. any. Well, we have almost. We had seven cases yeah. um but because our capital and the built-up areas around it are not doing quite so well they've locked the entire bloody country down
1: well they just don't want you see they're trying to protect you from all the people i know but
0: we're miles away it's like it, it yeah they,
1: like... you know what happened last time they went they went to
0: yeah but i mean how would you fe- how would you feel if providence rhode island was having a bit of a spike and they locked down boston
1: it's okay with me. I can't stand either one
0: of them. Oh, let's that out loud. <laughs> <clears throat> that's you. That's you off um, off the Christmas list.
1: Yeah, off a lot of Christmas lists. For somebody. Lists. Yeah, for sure. The mayor uh, of Boston. The mayor of Providence. Hey. But hey, it's not
0: only Halloween this week, uh, but Halloween's uh, full moon Saturday.
1: Oh, big deal.
0: Just how a blue. It's a blue moon as well. Blue. Yeah,
1: whatever. That's all doo, 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 overra- doo, doo, it's all doo, doo, overrated doo, doo, if you ask me. It really is.
0: Oh, all right then. god no. just, You're just being an old cynic tonight, aren't you?
1: Just my opinion. Just you're my just opinion. Just
0: being an old cynic.
1: Well, I'm I'm just uh I'm just channeling my inner uh, Randy Lewis, Randy uh <laughs> what's his name? Randy yeah. White. Yeah. What is his name? James Randy. James Randy, there you go. AKA Santa Claus. Yeah, that's what it is. He does
0: he look did. like he did. His latter years start to in look Milwaukee. more and more like. In his in his latter years, he did look more and more like Sandy Claus. Hmm.
1: So, when is he going to be picked up by some? He already has. He... Oh, he has. Oh, thank you. Already right. happened. Yep. Yeah, psychics
0: already. Um, a Mediums already claimed and that there, he's. He's
1: apologising right. And so yeah, he was... he's
0: wrong. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's already happened. So. When I saw that... uh I like, tell you what, I'm surprised Steve Huff, Huff hasn't had him through a, on one of his... Well, I'm, I'm sure he has, he just
1: hasn't Because
0: he, he had everybody else...
1: you know, to do it live. Yeah,
0: because as soon as anybody else famous drops dead, he, you know, he's straight on the box, isn't he, like...
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come in, number seven, your time's up. Yep. So anyways... um yeah, after I saw that uh, he died, I think I've seen it on Cal Cooper's uh, post.
0: Well, he's and, died too.
1: Uh, no, he has not. I was only speaking to him? He Better not. Him. He's a guest next week, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I saw that, and then I thought about, you know what? I, I'm sure some of you going to be saying that he's come through, and he was all wrong and all that stuff. So uh, it started You know, me thinking about spiritualism and – that whole thing. Funny how thing. your I mean, mind
0: works, isn't it? What's that? Funny how your mind works.
1: Yeah, it is. It's 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 a strange thing. It really is. But it is what it is. Uh, it's the only one guy gave me, so I'm stuck with it. It's a black hole. <laughs> yes, it is. Anyways, uh, so yeah, so I started thinking about spiritualism because, you know, spiritualism was like, we, we just, I don't know. I mean, there's so many mediums today, so many, things we just take for granted and and we all believe it's true or all believe it's bunk and it, it just drives me, it's like, how did we get to this point? And I mean, where did it all start? We all, you know, know about the Fox Sisters. And I'm not going to go through that again. But, you know, there's always been skepticism about it, even though it was accepted a lot during the time. There, there was skepticism uh, involved. Well, there in wasn't
0: there wasn't much in the early days, to be no, fair. No, not in the early days. I mean, you know, up until really the... I suppose the... Uh, uh, well, no, I, actually, I'll be honest with you. You're right. Um, I've just remembered. Daniel Defoe, the author of um, Treasure Island... Uh, no, yes. um, yeah, no, it wasn't Treasure Island. Yeah, Treasure Island. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't.
1: Um, what the hell was it then? Oh, oh, Don't mess you... me up, Steve. Don't make me You know, me we had Man, like F- Man
0: Friday and... Um, Oh, Robinson Crusoe. Robinson Crusoe. That's the one. Anyway, Daniel Defoe, the author of Robinson like Crusoe, that, amongst other things, wrote wrote several books um, in the uh, early 1700s, 1725 to be precise, um, and it's blessed with having the longest book title on the subject of um, the paranormal and spiritualism and all those related phenomena. That I, if I'm. I could reach across, except I'm wearing headphones tonight, so I can't, but it, it's about 25 words long, so the title. But essentially, what if...
1: Uh, you, you don't have head, wireless headphones? I'm sorry. Not tonight. I've has got it, the plug has in it reached the UK? You know, yes, I normally have got the... Is it what, uh, you know, a soup <sighs> can and string? Is that how um, you connect to the internet?
0: Norm, normally, I have my wireless headphones in. Uh, uh-huh. But tonight, um, uh-huh. I'm using my very expensive wired headphones on, oh, excuse me. I, well, uh, wait a second. Bear
1: with I'm me. waiting. I'm waiting. Right. Still I'm, man- waiting.
0: Oh, I'm still reach. waiting. I've managed to reach it. Oh, thank God. Okay. Um, from my own volume. Couldn't you just uh, make it
1: levitate over, you know? So,
0: from my own 1725 edition. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, you are such yeah. a dropper. You know that. Oh, I know. Listen, listen to this paper, though. I mean, this is like three hundred year old paper. I can
1: smell it. Never mind, listen to it. Oh, I can smell awesome.
0: it from here. It's awesome. The book is entitled. Are you ready for this? I'm <clears throat> ready. The secrets of the invisible world disclosed, or a an universal history of apparitions, sacred and profane, under all denominations, whether angelical, diabolical or Human Souls Departed, with a great variety of surprising and diverting examples never published before. Also, showing how we may distinguish between the apparitions of good and evil spirits and how we ought to behave to them. Wow. How about that for a book title? Better than Ghost Chronicles, isn't it? I don't know. You've got to admit, that's a hell of a book title.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I guess it Almost is. It's like the entire introduction.
1: Anyway... Well, I hate to tell you, it goes cargoes line on power acoustics.
0: Yeah. That's because I know when to stop writing.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Let's not go that way. Okay, back to you. Yeah, so, well, but, what but, does Defoe what, have to what, say?
0: Well, what Defoe is actually saying is that not everything is as it appears. You know, that don't automatically presume that these experiences that people have are the result of angelical, diabolical, um, agents that they could just be you making a mistake or normal things and it's he he does sort of steer the reader through uh, a middle ground of uh, a very balanced approach um but even i mean even before him there were other authors like joseph cotton who um expounds not Wasn't expounds, he an actor? You no know, who espoused on uh, spiritualism and apparitions and phenomena and also cautioned the reader um, to be wary that not everything was supernatural Mm. and that they may be the victims of delusion or um, confusion. So you're right when you said that there were sceptics, but generally, um, right from the, you know, up until the Renaissance, uh, we we, so the 16th century, uh, uh, people intrinsically believed. I mean, you can go all the way back to the earliest cultures, but but I mean, documented, we have of course the the Greeks who were great consultors of oracles,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: the Assyrians, the Romans, both practiced divination in yeah, di- in different sure forms. They, they and cut cons-
1: open birds and calves and stuff and read the <clears throat>
0: yeah and other weird stuff they they yeah, used to throw things, and the Romans right. were great cursers of of people as well mm-hmm. um, even the early Christian church could be described as being founded on a basis of mediumship um you know if you if you the, the way you and the way you can read and interpret the Bible is that there are many uh, incidents in in it of what we would describe psychic healing or mediumistic healing, uh, miracles, and, of course, resurrection, rebirth, uh, when he pops back you know, after spending the weekend in the cave. So mm. yeah, we, you have prophets as well, don't you, throughout the Bible?
1: Yes, you do. And so, witches.
0: And witches. And so forth. So but, it's been around, but realistically, I, I suppose. I mean, people. And you said before you weren't going to mention the Fox Fox sisters, and we yeah, don't. To, and we don't need to, because they actually weren't the first. It's another of those great misnomers. Um, yes, they absolutely were responsible for the founding of spiritualism, the mm-hmm. religion, but had nothing to do with spiritism. Tip. Um, or the consulting of spirits, um, you, know, you could. I suppose, really, you could go back to the 18th century and the Swedish astronomer Sweden Emanuel Swedenborg, um, who wrote many philosophical uh, writings, which he received from spirit teachers, um, and Swedenborgism, which is still an active religion today. Um, Predates and is is the model upon which spiritualism is, is built, and of course in America, um, you have a parallel track running. You know, immediately Swedenborg was a, a great um, proponent of animal magnetism, and which gave rise to hypnosis in America um, in the very early eighteen hundreds. So. Um, Twenty years before the, before the Fox sisters, uh, there was a guy called Andrew Jackson Davis, um, who was born in Orange County, New York, and um, was quite a, uh, apparently a sickly, nervous child, often he- hearing voices, um, came from a very religious family. His father was a complete alcoholic, by all accounts um but the family ended up moving to paukeepsie new york state in 1838 now davis had had a little schooling and had drifted from jobs and um whilst he was um in paukeepsie he attended a traveling show of um oh, i can't remember the name of the man now um a phrenologist and a, an animal magnetist grimes stanley grimes and he, uh, Davis volunteered to be magnetised, but did not become hypnotised. In fact, nearly the whole of Poughkeepsie tried it, um, um, tried hypnotising and mesmerising one another. And a local tailor named William Levington finally succeeded in entrancing Andrew Jackson Davis in December of 1843. Um, he discovered that Davis was highly susceptible to trance and whilst he was under, could see through the body as if it were transparent, making uh, astounding medical diagnosis. And for a year, um, Andrew Jackson Davis worked as a clairvoyant and a healer and it became known as, and still known to this day, as the Paukeepsie Seer. Um, eventually, the guy that hypnotised him, who was the tailor, gave up. Tailoring and devoted all his time to managing and promoting Andrew Jackson Davis. In, I think, the following year, so 1844, Davis underwent a strange mystical experience uh, whilst in a state of semi-trance and wandered about 40 miles from his house up into the Catskill Mountains um, where he had a vision of a flock of sheep Uh, He fell asleep again, uh, fell asleep in the woods, again seeing these visions of sheep, mountains, and a shepherd, which he claimed he recognised as being Christ. Next, he met an old man who was dressed like a Quaker carrying a scroll that Davis signed. Uh, He returned down the mountain and awoke, uh, this time in a graveyard, where he encountered Galen, uh, the famous notable Greek physician, who uh, regaled Davis with a long lecture on his healing work, explained all of his methods, and then presented Davis with Galen's heal- his, his own healing staff. Next along comes Emmanuel Swedenberg, who also lectured Davis and declared the young man would become a vessel-, a vessel for the perception of wisdom and opening the soul's way to harmony. Oh. Uh, Davis tried to leave the cemetery... Um, and lost his temper when he caught himself on a gatepost after this outburst. Galen took the staff off him and cautioned him to le- learn some self control of his emotions, uh, somewhat dazed and chastened, Davis returned home he had he continued to have the vis- visions and served as an oracle um, for many many years um, he He undertook healing in bridgeport, Connecticut um, he also hooked up with uh, a herbal doctor, uh, whom he chose as his to replace uh, Levington, the tailor, as his new mesmerist. And so, Davison, the the botanist, uh, the doctor, I have no idea the name, moved to New York City, uh, where Andrew Jackson Davis continued his healing business, and within three months, selected the um, selected. A universalist church minister to act as his scribe and began the following year, uh, 1845, began what he called his great work. And they gathered in the parlor of their New York apartment, and uh, lion I remember his name now, Lyon would hypnotize Davis. And he would shudder with convulsions and then remain motionless, blindfolded to protect his eyes from the light. He would then become cataleptic, rigid and cold, hardly breathing. Uh, And then while entranced, um, would start dictating uh, a phrase or two at a time. Um, These phrases were then repeated and written down and the sessions would last up to four hours, each producing about four or five pages.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, After 150-something sessions, The Principles of Nature, Her Divine Revelations, and A Voice to Mankind by and through Andrew Jackson Davis, The Powkeepsie Keeps He Seer, and Clairvoyant, was published in January 1847. Uh, 782 pages long, because I've got one on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in... And in the mid nineteenth century, people were fascinated. Um, they followed Davis everywhere. They, they his, his followers uh, sort of um, massively predate spiritualism. Um, yeah. He also um, he had a he got involved in this one for you because uh, he comes up to New England and gets himself into a scandal.
1: Oh um, goes
0: He'd counseled a Mrs. Catherine Dodge, um, a very wealthy heiress of, from Bristol, Rhode Island, and twenty years Davis's senior. They struck up a correspondent and she paid all of his uh, all of the publications expenses for uh, his book, The Divine Revelations. Her generosity extended to buying and furnishing a house for Davis in Waltham, Massachusetts. Now is that near you? Waltham, well, yeah. 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 But David,
1: you know, everything's near.
0: It's... Yeah, well, there we go. Uh, yeah, but I know how big Massachusetts is. Uh, but Davis declined the gift undeterred. Um, so, no, he didn't come to live there. Um, oh, that's a shame. She bought him the house. Um, now, in 1848, Davis, the, the seer of Paukeepsie, predicts the birth of spiritualism. In his diary from March of that year, he wrote uh, that he felt the warm breath on his face when he awoke and a strong voice calling to him and telling him that the good work had been done and that a living demonstration was born. Hmm, March the 31st is the day that, um, the Fox sisters first challenged the Hydesville rapper. Ooh. Not, not, uh, not, not like Jay-Z or one of those. Yeah. But, not sure. Yeah, yeah a Different rapper. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like, like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. No. Um, He also uh, espoused conjugal love. Um, He had many critics, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, other projects which he was interested in were the poltergeist haunting of the Phelps Phelps home in Stratford, Connecticut, in 1850, Mm -hmm. and the discovery of electrical vibrations in some girls and children. Which may be early. Or some have suggested maybe early evidence of psi or psychokinesis. Oh, that's
1: interesting, isn't
0: it? Uh, Davis went uh, after the investigation of the poltergeist, He attributed the Poltergeist phenomena to electrical irregularities from the the two older children, hmm. and he also uh, supported uh, ideas that spiritual magnetic forces may have a sexual. Um, proponent to them Ooh. in his later years he did come up your way because in his latter years uh, he ran a bookshop in Boston and was all but forgotten by the latter spiritualists who later called him the John the Baptist and he died <laughs> 1910 so there we go that's the seer of Poughkeepsie now interestingly you should chase your co-host on uh, Next Generation because she has family in Poughkeepsie
1: nope nope not anymore oh well there we are Yep, takes care of that. <laughs>
0: yep. Yeah, well, I just wasted my time sorting all that one out then.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: hey, it wasted the first half of the show nearly.
1: Yeah, and what's and <clears throat> interesting, too. I, I told you I would talk about the naked truth of spiritualism, and perhaps the most naked of the naked truth was uh, Marjorie, one meaner, oh, Crandon, the, me- Boston on medium, the Boston medium. Yeah. Uh and this is, you know, Marjorie greeted her visitors in a flimsy dressing ground. I've now, seen it. Bedroom slippers and silk stockings. Yeah. This attire, which left little to the imagination, was intended to rule out the possibility of concealment or trickery, but it may have had other effects on the male visitors. <laughs> Marjorie's girlish figure, fashionably bobbed light brown hair, and sparkling blue eyes combined to make her, in the words of one bedazzled admirer, too attractive for her own good. And she was one of the most uh, popular mediums, and I wonder why. She couldn't keep
0: her bloody clothes on. Well, I know. know. Last year, year, um, the Welcome Institute in London held an exhibition um, that contained, amongst the exhibits, the gown, the 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 very dressing gown. Get out! Seriously. Seriously, the very dressing. Yep, the very dressing gown and slippers, and the chair that Marjorie sat in during all of the séances.
1: Can
0: you um, send me the pictures? Yeah, I'd like to see them. Okay. Wait, well, you just want? they not actually. Do you know what the gown actually isn't that flimsy? I think. Oh. I think, I think we're looking at it with twenty-first century eyes. For well, the time, too. yeah. You got to look for the you, time. You, you could. Yes. You yeah. could probably see. You know, a bit of knee yeah. or ankle.
1: Well, but, when she when she did her seances, she you know, of course, she, she had her legs spread apart. Uh, Yeah,
0: and she insisted, uh, often insisted that the sitters uh, examine her closely to make sure she wasn't concealing things.
1: Exactly. And and she would lift her. She was a gal. She lifted her dress up over her knees while she sat in seance.
0: Yeah. With the full complicity of her husband.
1: Of course, who was a prominent uh, Boston physician.
0: And by all accounts, also a bit of a bit of a pervert.
1: Uh, we don't know about that. At least I don't, anyways. Um, but you know, going back back to Randy, and I know we're running out of time towards the break, uh, Or are we? I better check that. We um, got
0: shot. five minutes. We got three or four minutes.
1: Okay, good. Uh, so, anyways, where was I? I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, you know, speaking about Randy, the uh, Scientific American offered a cash prize as well. was offered uh, by Scientific American magazine to the first medium who could produce conclusive psychic manifestations under test conditions. That such a contest was sponsored by a venerable publication uh, is evidence that psychical research was considered a legitimate area of scientific inquiry at the time. And guess who engaged in that? Of course, we all know about Harry Houdini.
0: Well, he he did offer a prize. He um, it could because he wanted to bait and attract mediums, Sydney. Mm-hmm.
1: But the original first original prize came from Scientific American magazine, which um, Harry Houdini was able to. This is the conditions that he would do this. Uh, this is to Malcolm Byrd, who was in Ch- head of the uh, Scientific American at that time. I was just uh, informed by Mr. Hawkins that you have already selected a committee to serve as investigators for the $5,000 offered to mediums. So there is no mistake about this. I would uh, have to favor emphatically, consent of your thing, under, only under certain conditions that I know each and every man selected. That all conditions placed before the medium should be thoroughly gone over with me so that there could be no loopholes for anyone to misconstrue the conditions of the manifestations required. And another condition is the selected committee will go to a number of seances for investigative purposes that are, so that we could get a line on each and other regarding the capability. And actually recording and writing what they've seen uh, as mal-observation is uh, – oops, is that out for two? Yep, two minutes. So, yeah. I so, didn't hear about that. It like. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not a available. Remember, it's only half. So, uh, yeah, so that he came up with conditions for it. He was, uh, I guess, he was bankrolled by scientific – I mean American uh, – scientific American. Uh-huh. And – he uh we're coming up to the break now so but of course he he sat down with Marjorie and uh in fact, he wrote about it, I believe in uh a pamphlet that he wrote, which you probably have right? probably uh called uh, uh I believe Some it's, things. it's called oh, what is the name of it It's a called.
0: Yes. A magician
1: among a... the spirits. I have it. Um who's who sponsors the show, Ron? I'm uh, glad you asked. Harry Houdini and Scientific American Magazine.
0: No, who sponsors
1: this show? Oh. This show is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. So there the, we go. Oh.
0: Oh. Have a look oh. at the Ghost Chronicles Next Generation uh, International page during the yeah. break because I've just put the picture of Mina Crandon, Crandon's gown on it there for
1: you. Oh, good. You're a good man. I'm nice like that. I don't know about that, but you're a good man. I know. I'm decent, a, good man. a decent bait, anyway. But anyway, so that's, uh, we'll come back. We're going to continue on our uh, conversation about uh, <laughs> spiritualism and. I um, want to talk tunes. about, yeah, all right, so I guess we'll call for this. All right, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles right here on Tochina and Pararex Radio. We'll be right back after the following messages. Welcome to Talking Net, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at Comcast.net or call 978 455 6678. and spooky, they all talk gobbly the Fair family, the shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal, the topics are abnormal, the Fair family,
0: they're strange, deranged, unrestrained, so grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Fair family. two of Ghost Chronicles International where like tonight we're talking about the early history of sp- the naked. Well only naked because I mean a grandon.
1: Me um yeah that's not the true. N- Some of the, the mediums used to be naked. They'd run in the woods and
0: they were all naked underneath. That's true. Yeah but don't mix them up with witches. They're up forever taking the bloody clothes off. Yeah. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. And they're never yeah uh, uh, the ones yeah. in Denny the ones that illustrate Dennis Wheatley books are all right, but in real yeah. life, most of them have got beards.
1: Please don't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a, an interesting fact that, yeah. that I, I had. Sorry never... to any witch,
0: any witches out there who have got beards. That's all
1: right. <laughs> I love witch witches with beards. Except them, yeah, unless they're female. They they burn better. Did I say yeah. that out loud? I'm sorry.
0: I've never forgiven you for not allowing me to do that at Spirit Quest. Mm. Anyway, I was going to do a science experiment and find out how many calories are emitted when you burn a witch. I know it, it didn't and happen. said I couldn't burn a witch.
1: All right. So should we go back and finish off yeah. uh, Harry Houdini's experience with uh, Marjorie? Yeah,
0: well, well, yeah, because uh, she complained bitterly, didn't she, after he tried to broil her?
1: <laughs> she didn't. Well, all right. He wrote the book "Magician Among the Spirits," which he uh, which he uh, talks about his experience with her. Uh, it took quite a while. In fact, the final report was not written by him, but by other people. Uh, the full credit of expanding, uh, exposing her was actually given to a graduate student. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, one of the interesting things that would occur was the bell box. And I know you're familiar with that, Steve, because you sent me the plans to the bell box. That's right. And the bell box, for those who don't know, why don't you explain it to them, please? Uh, well, actually,
0: you've caught me on the hoppy. You explain the bell box, and I'll send you a picture of the box that Harry Houdini built for Marjorie um, that she complained about with a picture of him and her in, front, in the box. The actual box.
1: Yeah, you do that,
0: and I'll put this on Ghost Chronicles.
1: Right. The the base. The yeah. I pulled that page down. Now I can't go back and look at it. You bastard. Anyways, the uh, didn't say that. I just did. Didn't you hear me? Yeah. All right. So, anyways, um, the box was was basically electric bell inside a box with a dry battery, and the box was uh, screwed on, uh, except for the uh, the the top, which had a. uh, uh, a little thing on the top. I forget what the hell they call that. Uh, do that. Yeah do, do that. that yeah, do that Do him. And head. many times during the, uh, it's usually placed between the legs of the uh, medium. <clears throat> no comment. And uh, many times during her seances, the bell box would ring. So Harry uh, wanted to. Uh, uh, you know, see if there was any validity to that. So, in his experiment, what he had the bell box placed uh, between his legs, and once again, Madri sat there, legs spread open, uh, feet touching feet, supposedly, and uh, you know that that's how it worked. Now, Harry had what he had done is he had uh, rolled up his uh, leg. Um, trouser leg. Oh, leg. rolled up, rolled up, up his trowel leg. You know, let me finish, you know. Trouser leg. You may have
0: had rubber legs. Yeah,
1: no comment. Uh, <laughs> and actually, there's a there's a nice article here in uh, American Experience, uh, which is shows shows Harry Houdini and it shows Marjorie uh, actually uh, manipulating the little. Doohickey
0: on the box. Well, if you go to the Ghost Chronicles page now, they can see a picture of Marjorie in the box.
1: She can't be in the box.
0: No, this is the box that Houdini built to prevent her from getting her arms and legs. Oh, into. you
1: mean you mean you mean yeah. a uh, a medium box? Or what do you call it?
0: These, well, no, she... the only th- it was it was because she complained bitterly because like he, she was basically suggesting that he was killing her um, because you know, she was locked in this wooden box with only a head sticking out. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: well that's pretty that's like a, and it, you... a su-
0: and it was a and it was the summer. Um and she was basically being broiled alive. Yeah, that's not nice. <laughs> I can think of worse things to do to mediums. I know you can.
1: But anyways, the the bells still ran ranked during the uh experiments uh with Houdini. Did you know that?
0: Um, yeah, because I've read the book. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I've got a copy of the damn thing just out of reach. <laughs>
1: So, anyways, she was eventually exposed. Uh, still controversy. Uh, still, people denied it. She was not awarded the prize money, though. I can tell you that.
0: Lots of and, lots of people deny. Uh, you. In fact, that's one of the weird things about about mediums. Um, like we talked, we 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 did the show a while back uh, about uh, Helen Duncan, the, the the last witch, and. Um, it, it doesn't matter how many times you expose these people. I suppose in modern times, you know, like John Edwards been exposed, and Colin Fry, Derek Ikora, Um not my point. The, huh? Yeah, the list goes crude. The list goes on and on and on. But it doesn't affect people's belief in the mediums. You know, Helen Duncan was actually she was tested by by the spiritualists themselves, and they declared it to be fraudulent. <laughs> Um, and it didn't affect, you know, didn't affect um, her performances or, or the number of people who believed in her. In fact, after Derek Acor is uh, notable um, mess up, I suppose, on Most Haunted with Creed Kaffer, um, mm-hmm. you know, he went on to uh, Ghost Towns and, um, you know, haunted Egypt. Egypt. I did Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. You know, he went. In fact, he was he was probably even more popular after he left most haunted uh, than he was whilst he was on the show mm. so
1: yeah, i have started watching the early shows and and uh, i really enjoy them uh, i thought the early shows were, were a hoot. And
0: i really pure loved. slapstick some of them were pure slapstick
1: they, they um, were good
0: they there's were a good. great there's a great episode you, you may have seen it the whole, uh, the theater royal drury really. lane
1: we were just talking about that weren't we
0: it, it's notable because um, the uh, during it they 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 encounter an apparition, and right. then they run and run away.
1: Exactly, that's the funniest part. <laughs> <to> of <show up. laughs>
0: They encounter. They're there to look for. the halfway through the first series. Wait, they wait, wait. encounter an apparition.
1: Well, if you w- watch Ghost Hunter, you'll see Brian Hanoi running away. Run, dude, run.
0: Yeah, well, he became famous for uh, that. Yeah, right. T-shirts made up. So there you go. But, you know, halfway through the first series of Most Haunted, the intrepid investigator and uh, the rest of the investigative, it was Yvette and Jason Carl.
1: Right, including Uh, uh, Jason Carl, who was a parapsychologist. On the show. Uh, on the show.
0: Well, that's what they called him. That was his show. role. Yeah. yeah. The... I mean, he now works on um, Home Shopping Channel. No, there that's we are. Um, it's
1: haunted too, you know. I've, I've eaten is. food and it's come back to haunt him many times. But they ran away. Did you miss that? That was a good one.
0: I did. Uh, I didn't miss it. I just decided to ignore it because he "I thought, because, it, was I thought but, it was really good." But the thing is, Ron, they ran away. I do. I mean. But, it, who? I mean, it's like a fisherman running away from a
1: fish. Yeah, but that's... Makes well, no sense. Look at Clay on my team. He's scared of yeah, well, his own channel.
0: And spiders.
1: And spiders. And potato chips. <laughs> and killer deer. And dolls.
0: <laughs> and... Hey, on killer deer, what about these murder hornets? What are they?
1: Oh, those are big guys. They actually... Uh... Uh, got rid of a nest. They they put a <laughs> how big they are they put a homing device on the damn thing. Got back to the nest. They found out they're supposed to be living in the ground. It was halfway up a tree, but they got the nest. Uh, so those suckers. They're not in people. New England, are they? No, they're in uh, Washington. Oh, that's but all right. Then. Get back to yeah. Don't, sorry, because
0: as you know, I mean, I I already have issues with the the bloody great whites in the water. Yeah, want, yeah. And don't the want murder hornets for the next. On my deck. Don't mind them.
1: Oh, well, they don't like you, evidently.
0: Uh, we had an issue with Don Wonder. Was it, the <laughs> first, was it the first year or the second year when I we got? Know. That
1: was.
0: Funny. <laughs> uh, but I didn't know it was a black widow. Yeah.
1: The uh, the thing they ran away from was was it, I believe it was a, a set of legs.
0: Yeah, it was the which is what the apparition is supposed to be. It's the lower half of a human figure. Um, so trousers and and shoes.
1: Are there many uh, other apparitions like that? I've been to ask you that, Steve.
0: There are a number of, uh, in fact, half apparitions are fairly common. Uh, I mean, the most notable, of course, being the Roman Legion. Um, yeah, the upper yep, half. Uh, <laughs> the top half of them. But there's actually quite, a, in fact, I think one of the most bizarre is the, the lower half of what's supposed to be a monk, which walks through through free space uh because they the, the, so you see you you you're sitting on the ground floor and you see the top of the bottom half of the monk walking um, above you uh, but only the bottom half of him <laughs> um because obviously because the floor levels have changed over time um there are, there're quite a, a number of uh, disembodied phantoms um where the other half is you know out of sight um
1: i tell you, I know uh, personally of a case that uh, occurred at the Wyndham restaurant and that, uh, you know, I've investigated that place many times. Many oh, yeah. Times, and before. You very was, good steak tips. Sir. Very window before it was even the window when it was our area. But uh, when one day uh, uh, this was you know, several years ago, I got a phone call and, and somebody says, I I used to work up the at the uh, Wyndham and. I was vacuuming in one of the rooms and, and I looked to the hall and I saw a little boy walk ac- across the doorway and he had what appeared to be knickers on. But the only problem was it was in black and white and it was only the bottom half. So I found that intriguing when I heard that, saw the, the most haunted with the, just the legs. I said, huh. So there were other cases of that as well.
0: I mean, we've we've got one quite local to us. There's a pub called the Horse and Jockey. Of course, it is.
1: everywhere.
0: Yeah. Well, this one's about two and a half miles away, and that's haunted
1: by the lower half of an apparition. Yeah. I wonder if the top half, half is haunted somewhere else, you know?
0: Well, usually. The bottom half is actually... And, and in fact, at, theater, at the Theatre Royal, it was actually walking, you know, on the floor level that the most haunted crew were on. <laughs> um, so the top half was missing um, for some reason, but... They ran away. Who the
1: hell does that? I don't know. Pathetic. Yeah. See, going back to Harry Houdini, he said oh, yeah. uh, this is uh, during one of doing the séance. He says, uh, uh, in anticipating of the work, I have uh, I would have to do in detecting movements from her foot. I had my right trouser leg rolled up above my knee. All that day, I had worn a silk rubber bandage around that leg just below the knee. By nighttime, the part of the leg below the bandage had become swollen and painfully tender, thus giving me a much deeper and keener sense of any feeling and making it easier to notice the slightest sliding of of Mrs. Crandon's uh, ankle or flexing of her muscles. She wore silk stockings during the seance and had her skirt pulled up well above her knees.
0: <laughs> so she, planes, was, she was quite a gal.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, the, the box was stoutly fastened with all sides, except for the top, which was covered with boards. Inside the box was a bell with dry batteries, which it rang whenever a certain pressure at the top of the box, uh, completed the circuit. Oh, so it's basically a a switch. I get it Yeah, There's
0: elements in that that remind me a lot of the um, telekinetoscope that Price used later with... um, um, uh, And the name just flew straight out of my head. Of course it did. And, I can't remember it. I can't remember.
1: Uh, you're getting old, <laughs> Steve. You're getting old. I am. But you know, so it's it's intriguing. Stella
0: Quenshell. There we go.
1: Oh, there you go. Anyway. Stella C. But there, I mean, there are. Who's the one you you told me about? That has the accordion player? That's a clear example of of something that was difficult.
0: That was, to... that, was that was one of the prices, uh, but it was also done at other sounds too. Notably by, um... oh god, what's it with my memory tonight?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's because we're on an hour earlier in the. Uh, yeah, UK. there's something it's wrong
0: the... tonight. Mm-hmm.
1: Um... <laughs> it's full moon. Or oh
0: something. god. <laughs> The the uh, the Scottish guy done do Um yeah
1: forget it I'll never get it you're asking uh, me wrong, right? anyway yeah that's really let it, let it slide <laughs> anyway and, and I mean, there were there me. were other ones too like for instance uh... oh shit I just forgot to <laughs> <out>. <laughs>
0: have you ever had one of those days where you know, like oh
1: you... it's catchy Steve you just gave it to yeah. me
0: um you just oh. Uh, just... Dates just go Poof,
1: gone. Who is the guy that used to predict things in his sleep? Oh my God. He's American. Uh, I think mm, Tennessee, maybe around there. Oh.
0: <laughs> the dollar store um, ghost hunters.
1: No, not, not her. No. Tennessee. Oh God, that was sweet. But, you know, speak about predicting things. There's in a
0: sleep- bloody statue. There's a statue of this guy in the SPR library. Yeah. Um, and uh, for the life of me. I can see his name and it just can't be. <laughs> It'll come to you when I start talking. Yeah. It's just every time I try and say it, it just goes, just disappears. I'll
1: have Weird. to give you something that I never knew myself is that I found out from my mom uh, at the end of real life that my great grandfather in Poland used to in the village, when someone died, they would go to him and he would go to sleep, and he would get messages from um, the the dead. Wow! Imagine that. I had no clue in my entire life, and then my mum drops that on me uh, at the end of hers.
0: Well, this is it's the same with with me, isn't it? because I only discovered a couple of years ago from my father that half my half of his sort of aunts and uncles and his mum were all on stage mediums. Gallery really, room. yeah, all members of the spiritualist church, a lot of them wow, no idea until my dad blurted that out about four or five years ago, right out of the blue and he used to say that uh, when he was when he was young, um, he used to like say stuff, and uh, my nan, his mother who uh, whose sister was a platform reader at spiritualist church. Uh, along with her brother, her mother, uh, et cetera, et cetera, used to clip him round the ear and tell him to stop it. Really? How weird was that? You know, like, this is, Dad, what are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, so then I I went into the, I I went through the who's who of spiritualism, like a gazetteer of early, they're all in it. They're all prominent and we've 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 mentioned this on her before, but they're all prominent spiritualists in the early twentieth century, in uh, in and around uh, Liverpool and Birkenhead.
1: So you get no cool stuff from? Her?
0: No, nothing at all. Well, I mean, I might have, I might have some DNA.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, you never know.
0: As I told you earlier today, occasionally, with with the stick
1: oh yeah now i see the box that uh you put the poor woman yeah in. but you it's see like sona steve it, you know who might like that cal might like that
0: well we'll ask him next week but this is what she complained about because he put her in this box locked it bolted it and she basically broiled yeah uh, she didn't like that at all but that's the box that's one of the boxes there were several versions you know there were several built um but yeah, the uh they're all they were all on display in London for about uh about eight or nine months, uh um, during twenty nineteen. So we all dutifully went along and uh along with Oh, I was so I was so happy. We went along and uh,
1: Edward Casey.
0: There we are. You're happy Thank now. You. I still can't remember that it. it's <laughs> um uh um, is his surname. But uh yeah, we went along to this exhibition. Um and in it were some of the items of that Harry Price used, and Eric Dingwall's um, ghost hunting kit. And uh, in amongst the on, on, in amongst the Harry Price uh, displays was a set of telepathic cards, which as you you're, you'll be aware, but our re- our listeners may not be readers, um, Price discovered that the early Xena cards were faulty and were see through. Um, so he went away and designed his own set of cards, uh, which he called the Telepather Cards, which he had uh, he had a number of boxes made uh, by the Waddington Games Company. The intention being ultimately to sell them to members of the public so that they could test their own psychic ability using these Telepather Cards. What were they called? Uh, Telepatha Cards.
1: Telepather.
0: Yeah. Telepath with an A on the end, all one word. Okay. And there, there was there were two packs in each box. There was a black and white set and a colour set, and then there was like a, a score sheet, and uh, so you can mark down your guesses. And it worked exactly the same as Zener. It used uh, slightly different symbols, but uh, so they had the set of these on display, except That's cool. except because there are very few sets in existence that are, and there are even fewer complete sets in existence. And there are even fewer complete sets in existence with the scorecard and the original box. And they didn't have one. But I do. <laughs>
1: and
0: I I was quite happy. I, I was really pleased to to go up to the curator and explain that theirs wasn't as complete as mine. Ah,
1: uh, yes, I see those. Bragging those are rights. Ones you sent me, it's actually.
0: A, it's about bragging rights sometimes, you know.
1: For you, it's always about bragging rights.
0: No, it's not. It's just a. Nothing. Just a,
1: I am looking at the Harry Price uh, website right now, and I see the cards, I see the box, I see the back, I see the score sheet, yeah. and uh,
0: yeah, there you go. They're not. They're not the ones I have. Mine are. That's a different set. Because no, I, I think I think there's about five sets now, five complete sets now, yeah, and about another dozen or so partial sets, including the one that was on display. Excellent. So, there we are. But, yeah, he found out that Wine uh, had had the first Xenocards made and that, you know, the, the guesses were you know, Price got got a set sent over and looked at them and realised that they're see-through. <sighs> uh, and, that, you know, if you shone the light through, you could read what was on the front. So, if you look at the back of the telepathic cards, you'll see that there's like a, a zebra, uh, like a dazzle pattern back mm-hmm. Uh, which even if the cards were printed onto much thicker cardstock, but even if the card, you know, even if you did manage to see through it, you wouldn't be able to um, see through the dazzle stripe, the dazzle pattern rear on it. So uh, there we are. But in, actually, I mean, you know, even Xenna wasn't the first. Um, the first card-guessing uh, sets were actually built uh, made uh, by a an SPR member, uh, military gentleman in 1880 something and uh, they were five 25 cards five symbols per card five you know so five uh, five sets of geometric shapes mm-hmm. and that was that was you know, 40 50 years before zena um, designed the cards for Rhine and then no way did he copy the original. And there were there were other sets uh, in use as well with animals on, uh, giraffes and penguins and elephants. So you know this this idea of guessing at shapes and colours and patterns um, wasn't the creation of Rhino or Zena. It's just that the, the the symbols that they use and they um, have become popularised.
1: You know the, the the oh god there goes the name again. Just had it. The Daniel Rorschach... Rorsch, sorry, the, sorry, but what? don't say anything.
0: Daniel Douglas Hume.
1: There you go, that's it, yep.
0: Rorschach. Rorschach. Yep. Rorschach.
1: Rorschach's cards, right? Yeah. Do they have standardized what those meanings are? Ink blocks. Yes, ink blocks.
0: Gee, I, I honestly don't know. We could ask, what we need to do is ask a psychologist next week.
1: Yeah, we should. Do you know any...
0: Uh, we've got one on the show next week.
1: We have, is he going to be naked?
0: Uh, he's got he's got two PhDs.
1: Yeah, but is he going to be naked? Probably, because his skin must be all like wrinkly now from sitting in the tank for twelve years.
0: Ah, uh, well, we I, I had him on um, the West Files earlier in the week, and he was saying that uh, basically about half the volume of the water is Epsom salts. Ah, yeah, excellent. So there we are. And he, he Yeah, but it's going to be open to the public um next year. They're gonna allow people the opportunity to assist them with their experiments by going along to Northampton and but Cal can tell you all about it, all that next week, but you can you can float in the um in the human soup.
1: Right. Well I could do that across you know, I have the river across from the love shack, so you could float yeah. in the river.
0: Yeah, but at least the water there gets changed and replenished.
1: Yeah, we're right Steaming downstream stream from the sewage treatment plant, so I yeah. know that it's been cleansed. Well, you know, you know that
0: Ron Jr. has done a good job. That, um, <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: oh, <he's>, whatever.
0: <laughs> but, you know, just uh, this flotation tank, it's basically, it's probably, you know, it's by now soup, isn't it? Cow soup.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh.
0: Probably got toenail clippings and.
1: Oh, shut up!
0: <laughs> little curly hairs.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh, anyway, spiritualism. Remember that we were talking yeah, about that yeah. To kill. Yeah,
0: but Halloween's supposed to be fun.
1: I know, but it's it's. We're almost out of the show, but the one oh, thing. Yeah. SP- there oh, you go. Too <laughs> many on. Okay. Uh Half the, the, S- SPR. the SPRs. The <laughs> S.P.R. They they investigated uh, spiritualism too, didn't they?
0: That was one of the, in fact, that was their earliest, uh, much of their early work involved exposing fake phenomena. Um, a lot of the project work on that was actually done by the American Richard Hodgson, um, ah. who is a member of uh, the SPR. And another guy, S.J. Davy, uh, working with Hodgson and others, uh, gave a number of sittings under an assumed name where he duplicated the slate writing phenomena of William Eglinton. Mm. showing the sisters how they'd been deceived. Um, the SPL were were kind of uh, to say that they were suspicious of physical mediumships, uh, mediums, and uh, these affecting dog seances. And Hodgson, um, Richard Hodgson, the American, confidently declared the claimed feats of Helena Blavatsky, the th- founder of Theosophy, to be fake. Um, that Then they had a pop at Eusebia Palladino, um, and um, but they did work extensively with mental mediums which they regarded as more trustworthy um, most notably of all Leonora Piper from Boston ah not she's, in Boston she's, she's I, by the Harvard psychologist William James
1: the yeah I mean I mean it's all intriguing stuff and we we, get, we could go on and talk about it but we run out of time actually it's a light track <laughs> um, yeah, well I blame you <laughs> but anyway, we gotta go. So uh we hope you all have a safe and uh enjoyable Halloween. So is trick or treating allowed in Wales, by sure. the way? No. No?
0: We can't, uh, we're not we're not even allowed to buy Halloween costumes for the kids.
1: Uh, that's a shame. Anyways, you've listened to Ghost Chronicles International right here on Tojanet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 386 Mermak Street in Methuen, Massachusetts and a Glant Messier family lock group and tunes are on, so we gotta go. Good night, everyone. God bless and stay safe.
0: Happy Halloween. Woo! That was unnecessary. Why not?